And my wife keeps telling me that she likes it, and I'm pretty sure it's a lie. All right, we ready? Yeah. All right. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the S3 Magazine podcast. The creepy guy over there smiling and waving in the corners, Jonathan Woolley. I am Mike Sanders. Um, today we got some big news coming out of the automotive industry. Dodge has announced that they are they're getting rid of the Charger and the Challenger models. Looks like we're going to have about a year and a half left of them. Uh, of you know muscle car pony up fun and then the party is officially over will he take it away <laughs> well dodge isn't admitting that the party's over but come on <laughs> like they're switching from booze to milk so um the party might be over um okay uh oh let me get my thoughts together i guess let's start with the facts um Okay, so this is what they're calling last call. They're calling last call on the Challengers and the Chargers. Um, and they're kind of going to do some special things to kind of send them off, right? Um, one of the things is they're introducing a lot of the old iconic colors. They're bringing those back. I think they're going to do like seven just special um, editions, uh, which I think in some way are going to pay homage to like the legacy of muscle car of Mopar muscle, you know? Um, so just cool little packages and stuff like that. I know they're doing uh, some jailbreak stuff, which essentially means that you can order one-on-one -on -one stuff like, like Porsche does paint to spec or whatever. So you can say, I want this color, this interior, this, so you can essentially create a one-off type of situation um, when you're ordering the car, which is going to be really interesting for collectors in the future, I would imagine, because I think that there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff that happens here at the end. Um, another thing that they're doing is, um, this is kind of interesting, and I don't know if I fully understand it, but they are apparently going to release the entire model year to the dealers at once. I don't know if they'll get all the cars at once, but I think what they're saying is they're saying this dealership gets, you know, five lime green with sublimes and then two purples and whatever. And these are the models. These are the engines. This one's getting. So if you're if you're searching for a specific car, you will know at the very beginning of the year or whenever they announce it, it's on um, dodgegarage.com. So you'll be able to track the cars that you're interested in. And the idea is it's going to make it easier for the enthusiasts and the investors and the collectors to buy these cars um, and find the ones that they want. They didn't say anything about the dealerships not marking them up. So brace yourself for that. I'm sure that's going to be like a first class shit show. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me yeah, check. Real quick. Go ahead. Internet land, everything in Internet land right now is already super rare and sought after. Uh, these really are going to be rare, the last of their kind, and extremely sought after. So, yeah, that's going to be – people are really going to take advantage of that for sure. Well, okay, so as far as the facts, that's essentially it. They're doing some cute badging under the hood, you know, and final release type stuff. But, but what I just mentioned is significant stuff. Um, and, yes, it, it's not that they're going to be – particularly rare i mean it sounds like what dodge is doing is taking all the they're gonna pump them out man for this last year they've been making them for what 2008 and it's gonna go to 23 so that's 15 years and it was announced in like 2005 this car is long in the tooth 
Um, they mm -hmm. know how to make them. So they're going to they're going to kind of it's going to be the grand finale, <laughs> like a fireworks show in essence. Um, but what we all know here is that this is the end of a golden era. Like it's it's happening. Like Taj is going electric, um, you know, it, which kind of hurts to say. It, and there's there's a lot with that. Um, it, it just kind of sucks because it feels like they caved. Um, they did cave. I mean, what's the guy's name? I wrote it down. Kim, Tim, Kim, Tim Kaniscus, Kanalingus. Um, I think the second. Dude, yeah, if you guys, you guys probably recognize his face. You would recognize his voice and his face. He's the guy that revealed the demons and the Hellcats. And he's like super passionate. He reminds me of Lounsbury from Motivicity. He's like super like Detroit. Like, you know, he's kind of just gritty and he's cool. And like he describes these cars. So he sells them so well. And he sold the demons so well. And he was up there, what was it, four years ago or whatever it was now, talking about, listen, the harder they push autonomy, the harder we're going to put the driver in the car. We are going to literally tear up the streets. Like, this is our mission in life. This is what we're here to do. We are we are going to fight this till the end. You know, this is what we're about. And and now it's like he said electrified. He, he said in a quote, what is the, hey, who cares? He, he said something about like, you know, this is the end of a really cool era, but we're really excited to get into our electrified future or something along those lines. And you just know he doesn't believe it. I, I'm sure that there's a little shred of like, okay, so maybe this could be cool, but like, come on, you know? So it sucks. Go ahead. The quote, the quote is, we're celebrating the end of an era and True. the start bright new electrified future by staying true to our brand. Oxymoron. <laughs> like, yeah. We're going to stay yeah. true to our Everything. Wait, what did you say we talked at the same time? What? Uh, we're staying true to our brand by changing everything. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, when he was up there with the demon, that was FCA. That was Fiat Chrysler. Now it's Stellantis. It's, a, it's, a, it's not his choice. It's not Dodge's choice. Dodge does not want to do this um we all know who dodges uh having said that to, you know not to be totally just pessimistic about everything like if any car manufacturer on planet earth can make evs cool who better than dodge you know like dodge needs to do this for dodge dodge has the challenger the charger the the durango and and what else like if if they lose this, if they lose the muscle car crowd, they're done. Like that is the end of Dodge. So Dodge, it, they don't just, they need this to work. So, you know, like they're going to put all of the hot rod mentality into this and say, all right, we are not building a Mach-E guys. Like if we're going to do this, we have got to be the ones to make EV badass and visceral and scary and alive and all those things that you get in a challenger or a charger you know they got to figure out how to do that that's their that's their fight now that's what they're training for um i don't you know i mean i, I don't think ev is cool now the main reason i don't think ev is cool is because we haven't seen cool evs 
You know, like they're they're not being built that way. So if Dodge comes out and totally flips the thing on its head, I'm not I'm I'm going to be open minded to that, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I know that this is not their choice; it's none of our choice. But if they can go in there and be Dodge, even with all of the regulations that are on them, um, more power to them. I agree. Give me give me an EV with an aggressive, gnarly design, some nice fitment when it comes to wheel and tires, some crazy colors. Like EVs that we see are just so bland. It's like, what's your favorite pair of khaki pants kind of thing? Um, it's just kind of boring. But Dodge has the potential to go out there and, you know, do some cool stuff. So if they're going to do it, I'd like to see it. As far as speculation goes, you think there's any chance that they try to bridge the gap and go like hybrid first before they go full on EV? Yes, I'll get to that. It, it, but when you were talking, like it, it just kind of like made me think Dodge needs to absolutely rewrite the script here when it comes to EV. Um, and there's a, an enormous amount of potential. They can rewrite what muscle is. Uh, so far, EVs have lost car people. Um, you know, internal combustion attracted a certain type of dude, and that guy was badass. You know, he was edgy. Like, that. that's just the way it was. I mean, internal combustion, it, it breathes. It sucks in air. It breathes out fire. Like, these things are attractive to kind of guys, guys, you know? Um, EV is attractive to the polar opposite type of male. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not a guy's guy. It's not a hot rodder. It's not a guy that wants to tinker with it. It's, it's, it's an iPhone guy. We've had this discussion. Dodge has a, a very, very historical and significant opportunity to, to create an EV that attracts a hot rodder. Again, it is a tremendous undertaking, uh, but I do feel like Dodge has got hot rodders on staff, and I don't know how it is under Stellantis, but making a demon was not fucking easy. Like to make a street legal car like that, you've got to you've got to want it. You've got to fight through all the red tape and all the regulations. Uh, so hopefully, if they still have that ability to fight and to move as an army, then they can maybe do something. Um, apparently, the first electrified vehicle coming out by Dodge is a Hornet. And when you hear that name, don't get excited because it's an Alpha Romeo subcompact crossover. It is absolutely everything that they do not need to do. And I'm sure that they know that, and I'm sure that their hands are tied but it's basically going to be the size of one of those little Nissan kicks or something like that, completely flaccid. Um, I think it's essentially 100% an alpha, except they put some vents in the hood, made the headlights a little narrower to try and make them look mean. Um, so there is gonna be a two liter turbo version. That'll be the base model making 260 horsepower. So, And then there's gonna be the plug-in hybrid That'll make like 30 more horsepower, maybe. So still under 300. Still not fast by any stretch of the imagination. I think they were saying a 6.50 to 60. So 
you know, I, I think that that car is going to flop horribly like the Dart did, like the new Dart did. Um, I could be wrong. You know, if they get their financing right and people just buy it just to buy a car, fine, you know, or whatever. If people are loyal to that Dodge brand in some way, fine. Um, but Dodge knows that that's not the car. Dodge is working on their e-muscle. I think they're supposed to announce it. What's the date today? We're sitting here at August 16th. And I think they said either late this week or next week, they're doing their speed week in Detroit, M1 concourse, actually. Um, so they're going to release the concept of the e-muscle. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of teaser and a lot of darkness with lit up little lights. And, and I don't know, do they use smoke? I, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to try and rebound from this news, you know, and create excitement that all is not lost. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to kill your 2023 sale. You don't want to kill the last fall here because this is special. So they're going to have to dance around that. I mean, yeah. So we, we see this as a bad thing for the industry as a whole. But in terms of like, if you're a car collector or somebody who's looking to get a badass car here in the next 18 months, this is a great opportunity to go get a real piece of history that is American badass through and through, pavement pounding horsepower in in a crazy color because Dodge mm -hmm. is always doing you know cool colors and stuff. I mean, this is depressing news, but it's also really exciting at the same time. It's, this is iconic shit, and no matter how good the E-Muscle Charger and Challenger is. It will never have that sound that gives you fucking goosebumps where you see it squat and sound. You see the dirt blowing up off the ground like it. These cars are not going to do that. And we've said in the magazine and various articles like, guys, we're in a unique time period, a very, very unique time period right now where if you are an enthusiast and if you are a driver, you need to kind of start looking at these opportunities. These cars are going away. We always said that about the vet. You know, or even a 350 um, um, GT350 Mustang or Shelby, like these cars are going away. They're getting replaced by automatics. If you if you want a visceral manual transmission, you can still buy the Challenger in a manual transmission, not the Charger. Um, now might be the time if they can get their numbers right and get the financing right. I mean, while it's never smart to take out like a long term. 80 something plus month loan. Maybe it is. Maybe I, I'm serious. Maybe even a 10 year loan. Cause as stupid as that is, if the financing is right, you're buying something that is, is a history immediately. You know what I mean? Like it is an immediate icon, an immediate collector. The only problem is you're gonna be scared to try it because you're not going to want to put wear and tear on the thing. Oh, um, yeah, got to make sure to go get nice like Haggerty insurance and insurance for what you think it should actually be worth make sure when you go to order it from Dodge make it a true one of one you know and that's the type of thing that yeah five years from now Barrett Jackson will be auctioning that car off for twice as much as you paid for it yeah and at least when the demons came out there was a deal with Haggerty Haggerty was like the official insurance supplier because they understand you know they understand what these cars are being used for um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else needs to be said. I'm trying to look through an article that I wrote today online. You know, I was talking about if anybody can make it cool, <clears throat> it would be Dodge, you know? I mean, that's pretty much where it's at. Make your own decisions. But like, 
you know, make no mistake, like the the challenger and the charger are going away. I know they said that like four years ago. And then and then the Hellcats were honestly such a success, it blew Dodge away. And they were like, Holy shit, like this thing's still got some life left. And they kept making them. Mm -hmm. But now these cars are going away. The Camaro is going away. Uh the Mustang is the S650 is supposed to be blueprinted for hybrid in the future. Yeah. Um, they're going to start phasing out. I read somewhere. I don't remember where. They're going to start phasing out the manual transmissions. It's not going to happen next year or anything, but it's kind of, you know, getting to that that point. It's getting in its golden years. Um, and that's what I can't freaking believe, man. Like, it's crazy how fast things change. I was making some jokes in the article about, you know, one day, one day before we realize that these will be the good old days, we will be grandparents and our little grandkid will look up to us and go, you know, what, what was the joke I made? Something about their little vitamin food supplement pill that they get by the government once per day or something like that. And he's going to be like, dad, did you guys really drive things like this? And you're going to go, hell fucking yes, we did. You know, and, and that's the problem. I don't have one. Like, you know, we've been around challengers and chargers so much, and they're kind of so played out, honestly. I like cars that people don't know are fast. So I've never been super attracted to just buying a fast car off the showroom floor. But one day, my grandkid's going to be like, you lived in that era where they had freaking demons and hellcats and everything was badass. And I'm going to be like, yeah. He's going to be like, do you have one? And I'm going to be like, I had a Fiesta. <laughs> you know, like. Come on, man. I had a CRX, you know, like it's just so half of me is like, I seriously need to get serious and I need to just get one of these cars, not because I've always been a huge, you know, Mopar fan, which I weirdly kind of have been. I'll get into that. But like, just I, I need to get one of these cars because I, we are so passionate about everything that this car represents. And even though right now there's all the takeovers and all the nonsense and the cars get like a stigma to them, like we're going to look back and be like, those were badass. I don't care right now if you drive a Honda Fit. One day you're going to look back and you're going to go, that was badass. I should have had one. Those were the glory days, you know? Um, so I don't know, man. It, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a, uh, it's weird. It's weird that we all know that the party's ending and that they're literally calling last call. Like, there is no more. It's like Dre. There ain't gonna be nothing after that. <laughs> like, it's just, it's done. Yeah. I think I think the biggest drag of the whole thing is that so many people are embracing it so hard and they want it to end even faster than it already is. That's the part that's kind of just like really amazing depressing and sad to me all at the same time and it's mostly people who don't know much at all about cars too they're just so excited about the technology a really really good friend of mine cannot get over the fact that oh my god the screen in this tesla is basically like a phone you know what else is like a phone your phone why do you need another one yeah. it's just it's just we're not having the same conversation different mindsets and sadly that mindset has taken over the world and so we are the we are the minority and we've lost this battle and this is what the end of it looks like yeah like listen up guys non-car people have killed cars for car people mm -hmm. they had nothing to gain or lose you know what i mean like it, it just 
it's so sad what's going on. And, you know, not to get political all the time and not against any one candidate, vote smart, can vote smart because four years ago, this was a fucking party. There were GT350s, GT500s, Hellcats, Demons, ZL1s, you know, SSs, and, and now the fucking Corvette's going hybrid. You know, like it's just, it, yep. it changed. It absolutely knows that. It just, it's unbelievable how fast this thing ended. And it's not because the demand's not there. The man's there. I mean, I, you know, yes, this current Charger and Challenger is long in the tooth, but a redesign with the same basic engine configurations with a little bit more power, it, it would be, it would still sell like hotcakes. It's this is still what the people want. It's just not what the people are getting. Yeah. And in the case of the Camaro, they fucked it up. Like they just made that thing. But ugly. Like it started out, the Gen 5 was was dead on. They knocked it out of the park. The Gen 6, like, I still don't think it's got that iconic look, but it's a better car, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they facelifted it and it came out looking like Michael Jackson after the nose jobs. That, that was weird that like they ended on that. Like that came out and they were like, perfect. It's kind of like the, the the new BMWs with the massive nostrils. It's like, how was that the final choice, guys? Like, what, what are you just going for shock value? You want me to look at it and say, wow, what a piece of shit? It's not hard to design something attractive. <laughs> like, it's just not. Like, I don't get I, it. It just goes to show how out of touch GM is, you know? Um, I feel like it's a different situation. Dodge is not out of touch. Dodge is out of options. That's different, yeah. you know. Um, so anyway, I don't, I don't know what else to really say. Uh, I will probably follow this up. I'm guessing as they release the e-muscle little teaser thing, if there's anything there, and it's not just, you know, smoke and mirrors or whatever. Um, but as of right now, yeah, I mean. There's an opportunity to build yourself a really cool Challenger or Charger. That's what you're into. And you can get one in 2023 and drive that son of a bitch for at least 15 years. And, and you're out, you're in the clear, you know, you're not worrying about this EV shit. Um, so that, that might be my plan, honestly. You should. I think it's time for Wooly to get rid of a couple cars and finally go get the V8. <laughs> The problem is that red eye that you drove, if you guys don't know, if you guys have not been listening to or watching S3 for long enough, story is Jonathan Woolley here put a Hellcat into a mailbox uh, and destroyed the front end of it. Actually, it really wasn't even that bad. Anyway, he's been really, really gun shy with V8s ever since then. I can't even get him to drive my Mustang. Um he was he had V8 fever real real bad and then that absolutely wiped it away. So, Wooly, it's time to zip up your man suit again, put on your big boy pants. Let's go get some cool cars. At this point, I want to hit mailboxes and I want to do it for America. Like I wrote my I article. That, I feel like that is like how you get initiated into Mo, the Mopar Brotherhood. I feel like you know you know, like with a with a boat 
you get a new boat and you take a bottle of champagne and you break it over the bow to christen it. I feel like whenever you buy a Dodge, they are, especially if it's a Hellcat, a Demon, or a, or a Red Eye, they should just take a mailbox and chuck it at the windshield. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much got to go skipping across somebody's farmland. <laughs> like, you know, um, <laughs> in hindsight, that's one of the most badass things I've ever done. <laughs> like in the moment, it was not badass. Like I fucked up real bad. Like, all right, so guys, it was not my challenger. If it was my challenger, it would have been okay. It belonged to Mopar corporate. It was a press car. It was a test car. We were <laughs> fucking around and we turned off the traction control all the way. And we were doing the line lock shit for the cameras, trying to get some cool video. And then the camera guy was like, all right, I want to get one more video. I'm going to put the GoPro on the back of my car. And when I flag you by, you just hammer it and come by. That's how we'll close out the video. Well, the the challenger had been idling the whole time we were talking about this. So still traction totally off. And I'm out of my element. I get the car, buckle up, you know, I'm ready to go. He flags me and I go, what? <laughs> the supercharger kicks in. And the car is so powerful that just the natural pitch to drain water in the road, when you hit it to pass him, it went, what? And it was backwards, dude. And I went around the camera car, around the front of the camera car, backwards, looking right at the driver, and then off the road as we skipped over, you know, through, I didn't even realize we hit a mailbox in the moment, but, um, you know, skipped through a field. And then uh, Hunter, I had a passenger, Hunter, with us. You guys probably know him. And he was like, I was like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And he was like, dude, you hit that mailbox, though, and that, that lady's coming out. And I was like, shit. And so I back up, and we're like, backing up down the road. And she was like, what the hell? And she had a jacket on, and it said sheriff. <laughs> got to be kidding me. How did you get here so fast? And she was like, it's my mailbox. What the hell is going on? And long story short, we had some old mutual friends, thank God, and, and the other cop that came up, I used to valet with, and so we all ended up hanging out for a minute, and it was, I paid for the mailbox, and I was really embarrassed to have to call and let Dodge know that I damaged their, their little orange Hellcat, and it was a red eye, actually, and um, they weren't that cool with it. That's the only thing. I wish they had been a little bit, like, the, the people on YouTube were like, welcome to the Brotherhood, fellas, <laughs> like, Dodge, I didn't really hear too much about that. Um, yeah, they kind of quit giving cars and quit being nice to us. Yeah, that was the end of that. And I'm like a Jeep guy, so that's a bummer because I haven't been getting any cool Jeeps. No 392 Jeeps for me. But um, mm -hmm. I've always had that relationship with Dodge. And that's the thing. That's, that's Dodge, though. Like, it's a dangerous fucking brand. Like, my first car, shoot, since I was like eight or nine years old, I was obsessed with like Cudas, like 70, you know, model Cudas, like the E-bodies or whatever. It, the the colors, the plum crazies and the sublimes and the pink, I don't even remember what they called it. The pink was always like, dude, like a pink AAR 70 Cuda was my shit. And I wanted one so bad. And when I was 15, my dad found one <clears throat> that was supposed to be a good project in Miami. Um, and and so he, we went down there to get it. We were going to drive it back. We had just moved to Atlanta from from Florida, from Jacksonville. So it's going to be a road trip back, a bonding experience. Right. And then me and my dad, were going to lightly restore this car so that when I was 16, 
um, I'd have this car. It was a 318 car, and he was like, that's enough for you to start on, and then as you get some driving experience, we'll build you a hotter motor or whatever. And um, the car broke down like 10 miles outside of where we bought it, and it was a big disaster. We ended up having to ship the car back to Georgia and then got into it, and, and the guy was an artist with Bondo and had, had Bondoed part like recreated the firewall in Bondo and, and parts of the frame and stuff. Anyway, the car never happened. I know I'm getting off hand, but it, there's a point. Like the car never happened because Dodge has always been my fucking like Achilles heel. Like I just can't make it work, right? So we found too much rust and it was one of those situations where we're like, we'll get another body. We got a 73 and we were starting to move stuff over. At that point I was 16. My dad raced old Porsches. One of my dad's buddies said, I'll trade you a motor for a Mark one Volkswagen GTI that I have. Your son can drive it until the CUDA's done. I got the GTI. I got heavy into like, you know, sport compact stuff at the time. Cause I was exploding and, and track stuff. And so I ended up going to college and I, I wasn't around to work on the car. It got sold. And then like seven years ago, six years ago, I found an old gold duster, uh, 72 duster or something in somebody's barn that I was shooting a car for the magazine in front of the barn. And he came out, we started talking. It was one of those things, man, give me 500 bucks if you want it. And I was like, hell yeah. And so then I got this duster and I'm like, all right, let's do this. We're going to do the duster. And then Life gets in the way. It's just too far gone. You got too many other projects. Sold the duster. That never happened. Then the Hellcat came into my life. And I thought from the second I drove that thing, I was like, this car is trying to fucking kill me. Like, like it, like the red eye is a car that before you like get into that thing, you're looking at the ditches. You're like, okay, I'll survive that. <laughs> like, you know, like you're, you're like, if there's trees, if there's any potential of screw up, like don't get into it, you know? And I had been getting a little cocky with the traction control off and hot riding around and shit. And so that car, also orange, my first one, my 70 was orange. So then this one, you know, in 2019, an orange Challenger bit me, you know, and I went through the mailbox. Like I cannot, I can't, it's like the untamable dragon, dude. And it just makes me want one more. And I'll hit fucking mailboxes. I'll do that. I'll do that for all of us. I'll do that for America. <laughs> I need to get this car and just, you know, somebody needs to do it, man. Somebody needs to keep real muscle alive. I feel like I'm listening to the story right now of how Nicolas Cage can't seem to, to tame Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is, kind of. Um, but damn. Get you on, stop talking about it. Just get it. And I know it's not a, you know, we, if you guys are listening and maybe you're Mopar people, like we come from like at this point, performance type of backgrounds, not straight line stuff, but we're into cars that like handle like cats on carpet, right? So I know like a Challenger is not that. It's heavy and it's big and it's kind of unpredictable and it wants to fucking kill you. And I love that. Even the fact that I went through the sheriff's mailbox, it, it hasn't it hasn't fixed it. <laughs> you know, like the, the, the desire is still within me. It's uh, it, it's just one of those things, dude. And that's the appeal of this shit. That's the appeal of muscle and American muscle and internal combustion and big ass freaking engines, you know, and that's what's dying. Yep. So on well, that note. There. I guess we're going to end on that note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we should um, we should go and buy these cars, but let's not be idiots and all run up the freaking price. We got to stand strong. 
you know, like don't deal with yeah. the markups and all this crap. Because um, I'm afraid the markups are going to be obscene. Yeah, I mean, with like they were many... on the first when the demons and all that came out. So I can only assume, given the market right now, given the fact that they know they got something that a significant amount of people want, it's going to be really kind of heartbreaking, <laughs> you know, when you get to that point. But whatever, I guess. Yeah. Get there. I mean, maybe we'll be so deep in a recession by that point that they'll just have to be giving them away. That might be true. I mean, not giving them away, but MSRP will stand. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, I think we've kind of beat this horse to death. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, as always, uh, whatever. I'm Wooly. That's Mike from S3 Magazine. You know, we got an app coming out. Damn, hopefully, like, within a couple of days now. We're super stoked about that. And everything mm -hmm. that we do from, from freaking videos to, like, uh, hot boy car features to news like this kind of stuff, um, that'll all go up on the app. And it's all done with, like, an enthusiast perspective, bias mindset, however you want to say it, uh, because we feel that there needs to be people uh, that are doing the news with an enthusiast bias because we're seeing a lot of stuff a lot of media, car, automotive media from people that are not car people. And that's kind of whack. So uh, whatever, we're going to fight it while we can. <laughs>